Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, as the election campaign continues to simmer along, our thoughts might go to governing authorities and some Christian principles undergirding the way we think governance should happen because we might be thinking that justice is important for Christians because justice is important to God. Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on God, politics and justice this week and with a reference to a scripture from Amos chapter 5 and verse 15, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, it is good to reflect on justice when we're in the middle of a election campaign. Uh, we're interested in which side might win and which side might deliver the sort of justice we talk about as Christians. Yeah, well, it's certainly a key thing, any Christian. In fact, you don't even have to be a Christian to want to see a just government and justice. Uh, in fact, that's what government theory is all about. Sure, the state is there to protect its citizens, but hand-in-hand uh, hand with that should be a sense of justice where wrong is punished and good is rewarded or at least affirmed. So good government is about uh, administering just and righteous uh, decrees. Uh, sure, a Christian would like to see a lot more in terms of moral actions, but at least in terms of basic right and wrong, good government is about justice. Of course, justice starts, you might say, in the house of God. Uh, if the Christians mm -hmm. can't get these sorts of issues around righteousness and justice, at least in some ways moving in a godly direction, we wouldn't expect the rest of our culture to be able to follow. But there is a certain sense in which God has expectations. And while we might fall short of those, they are aspirations for us, aren't they? Yeah, well, certainly, uh, again, e even as a non-Christian, this idea of uh, governments being held up to certain standards, political leaders having a sense of doing what is right, that's, you know, most people think that way. Certainly Christians do. We know that our God is a God of justice. He expects it of us. He demands it of us, not just of individuals. Uh, in fact, not just of individual leaders, but of nations as a whole. The Bible is just loaded with talk about God's concern for justice and the here and now, not just uh, in terms of our own personal private morality and living just lives, but again, as nations, as rulers, as kings and princes, uh, how often the Bible speaks about the importance of justice in those contexts. So yeah, in one of my recent pieces, I did look at some of these uh, famous stories in the Bible with, which deal with these very issues. Well, right now, Bill, uh, the election campaign is uh, flying along and there's mud being flung from both sides. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of injustices being claimed. Uh, whether you are the prime minister or the leader of the opposition, uh, there's a fairly significant bun fight that's happening. So if we're reflecting on the scriptures, uh, let's talk about some of these ones you've been writing about. David and Bathsheba, one of the prime examples. 
Yeah, well, plenty of uh, key stories in the Bible all having to do with just to share. We could talk about David and this sin with Bathsheba in terms of simply, you know, immorality, uh, adultery, and all that is true, of course. But uh, really, a big part of it has to do with justice or the lack thereof. We all know the story from Second Samuel 11 and 12. He not only has this uh, affair with a married woman, but then as a means, well, she gets pregnant, and as a means to cover it up, he actually, in a very sneaky and despicable manner, has her husband killed as a kind of a cover-up to, you know, we don't want people to get the wrong idea about where this uh, child from this woman is coming from. In fact, he tried to get her husband to uh, spend time with her, but he rightly said as a great warrior, you know, I don't... You know, my troops are out in the field fighting a battle. How can I just go and be with my wife at this critical time? So in every way, he was being just, he was being moral, he was being righteous, and sadly, King David was being the exact opposite. So, of course, as we know, Prophet Nathan comes along, strongly rebukes him with a story that really convicts David. He does repent. But sadly, there are long-lasting consequences to his sin, and, uh, well, the rest of the Old Testament narrative talks about all the blood shed that goes with the various uh, kings that follow on from David. So, one big uh, biblical story about the importance of justice and how much God really hates injustice. Bill, the thought that throughout the Old Testament, but these uh, couple of stories we're talking about today, the thought that there might be Christian leaders, uh, prophets as they were in the Old Testament, confronting injustice, calling the rulers to account. This was also the case with another one of these stories from the Old Testament uh, with King Ahab who wanted Naboth's vineyard and uh, eventually took it by force. Yeah, well, if King David, except for that episode, was more or less a good king, of course, uh, we know King Ahab uh, was quite a wicked and evil king. His story is found in First Kings 21, and yeah, he really coveted his uh, this vineyard uh, close by, vegetable garden, I guess, of Naboth, and was pining and, you know, getting all grumpy about it. But his wife, Jezebel, who was, well, probably even worse than he was, she said, what are you sitting around all moping, you know? If you want that uh, vineyard, if you want that plot of land, just take it. You're the king. So, of course, uh, she gets this horrible plot uh, where a couple of worthless men uh, falsely accuse Naboth of speaking against the king, so he ends up being killed. Uh, Ahab gets this plot of land that he wanted, so he thought everything is good. Uh, this is great. Thanks, Jezebel. I got what I was lusting after. But same thing again. God raises up yet another prophet. This time uh, Elijah comes and tells him what you have done is evil, and as a result, you're going to die. In fact, it's going to be so hardcore, he says, the dogs will lick up the blood of you and you're, as you are killed. And uh, sure enough, in the next chapter, chapter 22, that very thing does happen. So uh, in both cases, David and and Ahab, God acted fairly quickly. Justice was demanded. A prophetic voice was sent. 
and uh, action happened. But as I say in my piece, sometimes it always doesn't always come that quickly. Sometimes it seems like injustice is always going on. It's never being uh, challenged. Uh, kings aren't being held to account or rulers. So uh, look, if it's not in this life, certainly in the next life. But the point again is God cares very much about justice. He sees when injustice is taking place, especially in governments and rulers. And if he doesn't act uh, promptly in this life, he certainly will be, there will be payback in the next. So when we're talking about the sorts of things that might give us definition for this sort of injustice, uh, with the David story, it was a injustice around a person, that being Bathsheba. Mm. In the Naboth story, it was an injustice around a piece of real estate. And Mm. so when we understand the wisdom of God, uh, reflecting even back to the Ten Commandments bill, a foundation for private ownership, uh, thou Mm. shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property. There's a certain sense here in which personal rights are very, very important. And when we're in the middle of an election campaign and our leaders are talking about the privileges and the rights of the people, promises to the electorates. How do we see, do you think, some of these things applying in the present? Yeah, well, the uh, the principles from these two stories are, of course, something that we can take fully into even our own election. As I say in my piece, there's good and bad governments, there's dictatorships and tyrannies and the like, in which, of course, there's injustice happening all the time. Properties are confiscated at will, people are killed. So those are obvious cases of bad, unjust, and evil governments, but sadly, we see it far too often in the West as well, in the so-called democracies where, you know, the rule of law is supposed to be the norm, right? Everybody is subject to the law, even our rulers, and yet all the time we seem to find uh, one ruler after another, one politician after another, trying to get away with murder, breaking the law, taking privileges for himself that the rest of us mere peons aren't allowed, uh, you know, whether we just go to the recent COVID uh, years, uh, you know, we see some of our rulers running around without masks on and all the rest while demanding all the citizens wear it constantly. That's just a more minor example, but we see constantly politicians who've done things that were clearly wrong. In fact, at one point, I started keeping a list just of all the Australian politicians who used to be in office, but for one reason or another were eventually kicked out because of some crime or misdemeanor, some injustice, whether it was theft or uh, misleading the public, a whole range of things. There are dozens and dozens of former politicians, some of them premiers, even uh, you know prime ministers who one way or another have fallen from grace because of various acts of injustice. So it certainly happens here as well. In the West, it doesn't have to be North Korea or communist China. And so, yeah, we need to think about these issues as well at the coming election. And I think this idea of having a prophetic voice, prophets came to David, to Ahab. Well, we think of others, John the Baptist in a prophetic role, rebuking Herod for his immorality and so on. 
I'm just reading again about Bonhoeffer. He had a prophetic voice to the Nazi regime of last century. So same here. We've got an election coming. Christians need to think carefully, prayerfully about who they vote for. But we also need this kind of prophetic voice pointing out cases of injustice and immorality and unrighteousness wherever it may be found. So injustice around these biblical examples we've been talking about, but we might even want to humbly cast an eye over everyone from the prime minister and the leader of the opposition to who might be on the front bench, uh, who might Mm -hmm. even be in the parliament, and then indeed every candidate who might be standing for election as to how a eye for righteousness might look to the Christian believer and the thought that if injustice is done, that God does not turn a blind eye, that his expectation is a very high level of integrity. And just reminded too that for David, the judgment was that the sword would never leave his house and uh, the consequences were significant. Hey, Bill, let me point listeners to this one of your latest articles called God, Politics and Justice. You'll be able to find that at BillMuhlenberg.com and you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word and you'll find that article. Bill, thanks so much for sharing your insights today on 2020. Many thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.